This week's episode is called The Client Count Chronicles, Then Versus Now. Emily and I had a really amazing question from a listener of ours that we share on today's episode and we answer all of her questions and it was an extremely humbling experience taking a look at when we first started our business and versus now. So we get really into sharing how many clients we were actually seeing our first couple of months of running our business, the income that we brought in, which is hilarious looking back at, but you got to remind yourself, you got to start somewhere. And so we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We really are honest and transparent and it's very eye-opening that we all have to start somewhere. And then if you put in the work, things will happen for you. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Emily. We are licensed estheticians and co-founders of The Skin Distillery. Welcome to The Lounge, a show about two SD besties, aka us, who will have a cocktail or two and converse about our journey in the treatment room. Our goal is to start changing the mindset of estheticians by sharing our vulnerabilities and business strategies to let you know that you are not alone and you can have it all. Cheers! Hey guys, so today's episode is a really fun episode. We are responding to a listener's question who had DM'd us on Instagram and we just were like, holy crap, these are amazing questions. And let me tell you, it was a very humbling experience going (laughs) through these questions. Things that you forget, you guys, you forget the grind. Um, So just a heads up, Emily and I are recording remotely. We both work today really long days and we both have busy weekends. So we are doing a remote podcast tonight. I am drinking a Hendrix gin and elderflower tonic. Are you drinking anything, Emily? <laughs> no. Listen, listen, I'm going to go find something right now. I just got home. So right now it's 745. I got home at maybe like 720. Mm-hmm. I changed. I pulled up some stats, and honestly, I didn't even think about a drink. But let me just, let me just see here. Do you have what? anything in your fridge? Yeah, of course, but it might be NA. So that's okay. Okay, let's see here. I'm just like digging through. I have, ooh, okay. This is actually my my one of my all time favorite drinks of all time. It's an NA, mm. but it's it's from Olipop. It's their cream soda. Have you ever had it? I've had this strawberry one. The stra- is a strawberry and cream one, right? Is there a strawberry um, and cream one? No, it's not strawberry cream, but there is strawberries. Yes, I know what you're talking about. But I'm just guessing it's just the cream soda. I have, I've had cream soda flavor, but not the Olipop. Yeah, Olipop is my favorite. It's good. I just, I'm not being like, I know it's like good for you, kombu- like a kombucha kind of like mm-hmm. pop. Yeah. I think I'm just not like a big soda pop person. So like it doesn't do it. For I, me. I love soda. I love anything fizzy. And so to me, this is a nice alternative. I can't drink a lot of kombuchas because of the ingredients. It's, it actually is like pretty acne prone or mm-hmm. like creates a lot of yeah. So for me, I found that this is just like a nice alternative. It has prebiotics, botanicals, and plant fiber in it, which I don't really care that much about. But I'm like, if I'm going to have something that's like fizzy, it's kind of nice. Low calorie. It's kind yeah. of like a sweet treat. I mean, it's yes. like a better alternative to soda, I would say. Absolutely. So to me, it's like my 
like pick me up. I don't drink it every day, but I have like a stash in my fridge that I have at all times. And sometimes I'll have it with dinner or lunch and it's just kind of fun. So that's my drink of choice tonight. I'm doing gin and tonic because <laughs> you can't go wrong with the gin and tonic. It's and my I'm favorite. enjoying my new home. So all right. So today's episode, Emily, I'm gonna let you guys this is how it's gonna roll today. What Emily is gonna I what should, you just say this is how it's going to roll today. Oh, yeah. Just tell us. Tonight. Whatever. <laughs> it's been a long day, you guys. Um, <laughs> Emily is going to read the listener's question and her name. So shout out to her. And then what we'll do is we'll go back and we'll break apart the questions and answer them. Right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Let's do it. Okay. So, girl, if this is wrong, if I'm not saying this right, you please correct me. But um, this is from a new friend of ours. Her name is Stasi Acevedo. And she reached out to us a couple of days ago with, like, the sweetest message and questions that, one, I've never thought about talking about. And so we were like, let's make this into a podcast because I think other people could absolutely relate or learn something from this. So here we go. Here's her message. She says, Hey there, I adore you guys and your podcast. I really appreciate your recent episode about holiday hustle. I've only been open for a few months and it is so nice to have some guidance for pre-planning during the holidays. I'm not sure if you've talked about it before, but I would love to hear how things were for you guys starting out. Like how many people you had coming each week, month, how you slowly started goals and built them as you grew, how many months it took for you to start taking home a decent amount. As of now, I've been open for six months and I'm growing a little more each month, which I'm so happy about. But of course, sometimes I wonder if I'm growing at a good pace or if I'm a little behind. My current goal is to have at least six people a week and I've been hitting that goal consistently for the past two months. Yay! That's awesome. Now, I want to continue adding to that goal, but start to feel bummed if I don't hit it. I would love to hear y'all's take. Thank you so much. Stasi, we are here for you. We are here for you <laughs> and you're doing such an awesome job. Like that is I way you're to doing go. really really good. You're doing awesome. So, uh, really proud of you for sharing and being like vulnerable and you know you're out there hustling and working on your own, so you're doing really well. Already ahead of the game. Absolutely. So with her first question, because there's like four questions within her question, Mm -hmm. the first question is what things were like when we started out as a studio? So I think we do have to be transparent on our setup because I know it's not the norm for everybody. So Emily and I, we rented a suite from Phoenix Salon Suites. We shared the suite. So Emily and I both were in studio. We split two half days and then we both had like one full day. Remember? Yeah. And then we also did wedding makeup still at the time in commercial makeup and senior hair makeup. So we had income coming in from other from our makeup businesses that we had been doing for at that time, I think five years. So we did have income coming in. So our main goal was just to make sure that we weren't going in the hole. Like basically I was like, let's just cover our costs. We also had really low fixed costs. Like our rent each for the month was like, 150 a week yeah so that's like 600 a month for rent so we were like just as long as our rent's covered yeah and like our cost of our product which basically we're just breaking even in the beginning like there was no income coming in no but I do like to note <laughs> that Emily and I opened our studio in October 2019 pre-pandemic 
six months before the pandemic. So our journey will look a little different as everyone's journey is really personal to their lifestyle and how aggressive they want to be. And then there's outside factors that you can't control, right? Absolutely. I would say this year, so 2023, this is the first time that we've been open that has not really been affected by COVID, which is crazy because last year around this time, people were still masking and there just was like a lot going on. We were kind of on the tail end of things, but it's still... I would say affected things. So this has been just like our first full year in business that has not been, I would say affected. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big point too, to make, because we were like brand new. Nobody really knew us. We were referring like our brides that we were doing makeup on, like, Hey, you should come to our studio. Right. Like we, again, we were sharing a suite. So we weren't in the studio a ton of hours, which I also like to make clear. Because um, when we ent- ask the second question, um, Sazia, it's very humbling. Sazi. Because Sazi. Emily and I, Sazia, yeah. we were like crying, laughing, slash like, oh my God, this is like horrendous. Yeah. So you're doing already better than us. But um, <laughs> your se- so your second question was how many people we had coming in each week and month. So Emily and I went on Schedulicity, which is what we use for our booking system. And we looked at 2020, 2019, not 2019, 2019, 2019, 2019, 2019, 2019, 2019, 2019, 2019, 2019, 2019, I have four. And I have either three or five. Yeah, it's between there. I think I had a total of 23 or 26 clients total the entire month of November. And then we even went a little further. Like, let's see November. Let's see December. Let's see January. Guess what? They were like all the same. Ah. Let's look at December. Hold on. Let me just wait. But Emily, now go back. So then what was like our average month take home of income? Oh, I could tell you. Um, Mine was fifteen hundred. So a whole month of working, you guys, seeing three to five people a week, I made fifteen hundred dollars gross. So basically, I'm just like breaking even at this point. I made eight eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah, on in November. Uh yeah, yeah. The first to the thirtieth, baby. But you guys also have to remember, Emily and I had income coming in through makeup. So yeah. like, I was bringing in like five to six thousand dollars a month doing wedding and commercial work at this time so I have no idea how much I made so please don't ask me but yeah I'm not going to I've just been saying like people are like how the hell did you guys pay for anything I did have other income coming in and as you can tell pre-pandemic we were splitting ourselves kind of thin yeah between like doing makeup doing the skincare studio it was crazy I know I feel like once a year ends I black it out and I don't think about it ever again and so this is very actually insightful. It's very insightful. And you know what? I'm still just so proud of us. Like, we really did yeah. it. <laughs> and so, you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. And I think our goal back then wasn't money. It was like, we need to get people in. Yeah. We need to show them that we provide a good service so that they keep coming back. Yeah. And also, it was a huge learning curve. Like, if we would have opened, there would have been like, 20 people wanting to get in I would have been stressed out I wouldn't have been prepared for it I wasn't that good at yet at being an esthetician so like you 
like we weren't ready for that kind of like rush of people like we had to grow as an esthetician and so the slow build is actually a way better way to go than like people coming in right away when you're not ready and you might not provide them the best experience if you're not ready absolutely that I would like to know so we'll kind of we're gonna do like 2020 because that's a year later but I do like to know everyone knows March of 2019 or Oh my God, I cannot talk tonight. March of 2020, <laughs> mm-hmm. basically the world shut down with the pandemic. So Emily and I had been open for six months. The pandemic hit. We were forced to be shut down for three months here in Minnesota. We were able to open back up in June. However, all of our wet- all of our makeup income went away. Mm-hmm. Like it was gone. Two, um, we had opened, but people were still really hesitant that whole summer. And there were so many like, like precautious things that we had to do like where like before people could come in remember all those things they could take their temperature it was insane yeah so like it wasn't a great experience but I will tell you what we did during that time when we weren't able to be in studio is we provided free virtual consults to like anybody and everybody that would watch our instagrams and those people then once we could open back up started to come see us Mm -hmm. so that was really huge for us and since we weren't doing any wedding makeup we were like okay we just have to like try to get people to come to the studio yeah so our focus was 100 percent studio no more like i mean we still did makeup but it wasn't our focus anymore Mm -hmm. which that changed things so one year later even during a pandemic my october 2020 i was doing about 6k a month and I was seeing about 10 to 12 clients a week so it Mm -hmm. obviously my income quadrupled and my clients a week tripled basically yeah how about you um for what days or what year 2020 a year later 2020 yes my income tripled as well I was making close to 5,000 a month perfect Mm -hmm. so if the pandemic wouldn't have happened I don't really know how fast we would have grew. Like, again, there's no right or wrong reason. But I do think we would have been seeing an increased income sooner, obviously. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So we're going to fast forward. You guys, we've been – we're going to be celebrating our fourth year in business this year, October Mm -hmm. 2023, October 14th. Which is insane. How has it already been that long? I don't know, but time flies mm-hmm. and I'm getting so many grays and yeah, it's all my whole head. Things. It's my whole head. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all the stress of the COVID pandemic yeah. gave us all these grays. Fun fact, everyone. My hair is gray. It's not dark anymore. It's gray. I have to color it. Uh, the joys of, of growing up. Seriously. Ugh. So this is our first full year Mm -hmm. I would like Emily said like we're not really dealing with the pandemic we both have our own suites so we both can work more hours we don't do any makeup anymore yeah um and so I on average do 20 to 25 clients a week now yeah so and it's not really for me about like number of clients because I have a lot of clients that will do multiple services so again you could go you could do service count or you could do client count I did client count on this but um yeah so, like, they might be doing a couple services per person. So, it's, like, I'm doing more services also. Yeah. And I just ran, like, the number just from this week for October just to kind of be semi-comparable for mm-hmm. each year. 
I did 4,800 in just one week. So if that, yeah. it, it shows like a huge growth. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's shocking when you look at, at the growth, but the thing that I appreciate about it is that it is steady. It's not mm-hmm. like these drastic jumps where it's like, oh yeah, this year I was making, you know, this amount. And then the next year it was just like this shockingly drastic change. It was gradual. Excuse me. This Olipop is really making me burp. Um, Fair enough. It, it was gradual. And I think that's the key to kind of remind all newer SDs is that this is not an overnight thing. I mean, maybe for you it could be, but this is like growth in my mind when it's the healthiest is done gradually. And um, <clears throat> it takes time to get to where you want to be. And that's okay. That is a good thing. When you jump the gun and just like get five steps ahead of yourself and are comparing yourself to people who are years ahead of you, it's like you will always be in this mind warp of, I should be here, I should be here, I should be here, when in reality, you're exactly where you're supposed to be because this is your individual journey. And so you have to make realistic goals for yourself because everybody's life is different. You have to make realistic goals for yourself on what you want to do. And I think make them realistic, but then go a little bit ahead of where you where you think you can be. Because we should always be stretching and reaching for those higher numbers. But we don't want to be like in a marathon, like 26 mile, when really we should just be signing up for the 10K. You know, you got to yeah. you got to pace yourself. I think that's a really, really good point, Emily. And I also think, too, like, what you said is, like, making the goals. So that kind of goes into her third question was, how did you start goals and build them up as you grew? When we started, we were just like, let's just get people in the door. I don't care about the money because we need to show that we are a good esthetician and we can provide results and give them a good experience, right? So it wasn't about the money. Obviously, we didn't want to, like, go in the hole. Right. So we were, like, strategic on, like, our fixed costs and expenses. But, Mm -hmm. like, a really good example I always think about this is when Emily and I decided to move to our own individual suites, Emily was really scared financially about it, Mm -hmm. about the increase in rent because it basically doubled. I'm always scared about the increase in rent anytime we've jumped. I know. And I'm always like, Emily, Mm -hmm. you're going to be making more money. Like you need to think bigger. Mm -hmm. And Emily will be like, I never thought I could make this. And so I'm always the one that's like, there's no, you can make as much money as you really want. Mm -hmm. So like, I think Emily sometimes will get stuck thinking like she's only worthy at this value for Mm -hmm. income. Yep. And I'm like, girl, you could be, you could do way more than that if you just do this and this. Like, mm-hmm. so we do have a good yin and yang. Yeah. So don't get in your head Mm-mm. because, um, like, I think you had put on there, like, sometimes cancellations or things like that. Like, trust me, we, we're doing, like, if you look at our numbers, yeah, we're doing well. But then, like, you guys, I literally had this week, like, a couple higher priced services and my clients were like, hey, can I change to a regular facial? Because like I had some expenses come up and it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say no, Yeah, but it obviously decreased my income. So like exactly. that sometimes is frustrating, but like that's life and you kind of just have to roll with the punches and here it all evens out because then you got a client that ends up buying like a whole bunch of retail. So it's like, yeah. it all evens out. It always evens out. Exactly. So And like for me, 
I actually am really enjoying talking about this because it reminds me that you will always get to certain points in your business where you have to go back to the basics. For me, in full transparency, this month, October, will be my worst month of the whole year. I have had so many cancellations. I just have not had a lot of people booking this month. And if you base your worth off of that, of as a business owner, as an esthetician, like your mind will always stay small and you will always like have pretty low confidence. Like you should never rise and fall with your income, with your bookings. Like you have to learn the art of staying consistent and knowing who you are. So for me, I love talking about this right now because it's like, okay, how can I go back to the basics of what I first did when we were starting out to get more people into my booking system? I've had so many brides this year and um, a good handful of them will stay, but after their weddings, a lot of them will kind of fizzle out. And so for me, I'm kind of in that lull time right now where a lot of my regular clients have been getting married this month or last month. And so they're kind of taking a pause through the end of the year. Um, and well, they broke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, okay, Emily, how are you going to get creative and getting clients through the door? Um, it's going to be posting a lot of before and after photos. It's like showcasing your work where you kind of have to like get the attention of people who have been maybe looking at your Instagram for a while and are ready to make the jump and it inspires them because they see the results. You know what I mean? And so all of this is just a good reminder. And again, you're going to have really good months and you're going to have really bad months. High numbers this year that I never thought I could. And then I have months like this where I'm like, eh, this was not my shining moment. But if I ebb and flow my my worth based on those numbers, man, my life is going to suck. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I've seen Emily and, and myself included, like when we hit these, it, it you do take it personally. It's hard not to, but mm-hmm. you have to just, like – and Emily knows I almost like thrive when things are going negative because it's like, it's a challenge. I get excited. It's mm-hmm. like, let's create some content. I think another really th- great thing that you can do as a new SD building your clientele, literally provide like offer model pricing to get great before and after pictures. Be like, Hey, I need you to do a series of appeals because you have the time, which yeah. you don't once you get busy, which is like, then it sucks. Cause it's like, Oh, I wish I had the time to create some more content. So take that time, offer some of the people that have come to see you like, Hey, would you, you know, do you mind if I do a complimentary drama plan, but can I take before and after photos? Like yeah. those things are going to be great content for you to get more new clients in. And that person that's like come to see you and like given you a chance since you're new is going to feel more appreciated to talk about you and share you. Exactly. So it works together. Looking at my list, you guys, like it was very, it made me almost like tear up because I looked at some of my first clients from the first year and guess what? So those people still see me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, that bitch has been seeing me literally since <laughs> I opened my doors. Like, and she still comes and sees me. And my prices have definitely increased. Oh. And that's another thing too. Our incomes have increased. 
we have increased our prices. We have adjusted our services to be a little bit. I mean, there are, there's a a variety of services, but I'm just saying like our prices have increased. So that also increases income, but that the rates that we charge, then I think we're fair for our skill. And absolutely. I I think our prices that we charge now are fair for our skill. So Mm -hmm. it's like that also the more experience you have, and education you have, you can increase your prices, but you can't do that in the beginning. No. And so your best way of increasing your books is word of mouth and treating your current clients like little goddesses because they're going to preach about you. So, you know, do what you can do to really, you know, build that current clientele that you have. Don't try to get new clientele. Try to have that current clientele, like add more services to their current service. So not just a facial, but facial and brows. And maybe a dermaplane and be like, hey, if you tell one of your friends to come, you can get $10 off your next appointment and they'll get $10 off the first appointment. Like those are things I did in the beginning. Absolutely. And I think too, like all of this still applies to people, even if they've been in the industry for a long time, like maybe you've just felt like you've been in a slump. I know that I felt that way many times throughout the past four years where it's like, man, I just like past couple of months, I just felt like I'm in a slump, but I'm ready to like, just get back in it. I mean, life happens. We all go through things and sometimes we just don't have all of the energy that we need to like pour into the business. And sometimes it can affect that. But I think that these are excellent reminders to anybody at any level that you are never too far ahead to go back to the basics. We're always going to have to go back to the basics, in my opinion. A hundred percent. It's very like humbling because you can kind of think you're like on a pedestal and then realize, no, you're fucking not. Like you can be knocked down immediately. Yes. And guess what? Like you're going to have to get, you're still going to have to do things to get to people to want to come see you. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. So I a hundred percent. People move like people have babies. Like life is always in motion, you know, and you can't take people for granted. And especially like you can't take your clients for granted. So um, you really have to kind of always act like you're you're new in a sense, you know, even though you're not. You have a lot of skill behind you as you grow. But to just always kind of keep that humbleness in your head, like that's going to be the key. Agreed. And so I'm going to wrap with her last question, which I kind of feel like we've answered. And this is going to be really I don't think it's like a a question you could really truly answer to the best, I guess. But she asked, how many months did it take you to start for us to start taking home a decent amount of money based on our books? It took us about a year, but we did go through a pandemic and then it like backtracked us because we had to make up the difference of not making money for X amount of months. (laughs) So Yeah. yeah, I would say if you're putting in the energy and it's your full focus, like you're not distracted by doing other other jobs. I really feel like within six to eight months, you should be really starting to see a turn. So, yeah. And I mean, I guess you need to define for yourself, like, what is a decent amount? Are you talking like 80K? Are you talking 100K? Are you talking, you know, 150K? Like, what's a decent amount for you? And I think that that can also vary depending on where you live. Like, there's so many factors. Like, for me. Every market, the prices are, like, different what you can charge. Kind of, like, obviously, we live in Metropolitan. We're able to charge more than somebody that lives maybe in central Wisconsin in the middle of nowhere. Right. Exactly. And for me, I mean, I think it took about two years for me to really feel like, yep, I am making 
a decent amount and it's more than I thought I could. And, and that's when you hung up your makeup belts. And yeah, I did too. Exactly. <laughs> hmm. So I would say six, eight months, you should be starting to see like an, an uh, increase in bookings because like people should be referring you from the current clients you have. But I agree with Emily, like realistically, I think it really takes about two years. Actually, I'm going to go back to um, a saying my old school boss used to tell me when I used to do sales and marketing and advertising. He said, anything in sales, which you guys, we are in sales. We are a service-based industry that customers choose if they want to come see us, right? It takes three years. The first year, you are drowning. You are just like surviving. If you break even, you're doing great. Your second year, you should be finally starting to see some profit coming in, starting to like like you're treading water. And your third year, you should be like in a little boat sailing on the water. If by your third year, you have like he always said, you have to give this job three years because it's all about building client relationships. And that's really what it is. Once you build a relationship, it's really easy to sell because they trust you. Yeah. And so he always said, if you can get to year three, that's when you'll decide if this is for me or not. Because year three will say, like, I'm actually bringing in income. I like what I do. I like my clients. It will give you, you have to give this industry three years. And that sounds like a long time, but it's not. It goes and I do, so fast. And I feel like that like analogy, I always come back to because it really speaks to client relationships. Like it does take that long. Mm-hmm. To really build your reputation as trustworthy and loyal and a good esthetician, I think. Agreed. And so, and sometimes maybe more, you know? Like I oh, feel like we're, we're in year growing. four and I'm I'm like, okay, I feel like I've been, you know, I hit like my dream goal and now how do I get to that next level? Mm-hmm. And what what does that effort look like for me? Because now I can make a hundred K pretty effortlessly. But I want to, you know, obviously be making 200, 300, you know, what does that look like? How do I get there? And strategizing all of that. And so I think, you know, again, maybe that maybe a hundred thousand dollars is like a low amount to you. Maybe it's a super high amount. I think you have to define what numbers are important to you and go off of that because I mean I never thought that I could reach a hundred thousand dollars but here we are and now I'm like okay two hundred thousand that seems crazy but I think I can do it at some point you know (laughs) what did you say I said it's never crazy no it's never crazy but when you're not used to thinking that way or like having seen that in your life it it does feel like I mean uh, you know I'm in the same boat as you but I think like we grew up very similar financially mm-hmm. today. Yeah. So we, I think if you think small, you're going to produce yep. small. Yep. So that's why you do have to think crazy yeah. because you'll you get crazy results. Absolutely. And you have to believe in yourself and you have to trust yourself. And that's where the magic happens. And you, you know, the confidence comes as you grow, but sometimes you do have to fake it till you make it. And we have mastered that. Yes, we have. So I'm not Uh, saying be deceitful or lie, but sometimes you just gotta pretend like you are the shiz. Okay. Yeah. Even if you don't feel it. Yes. 
A hundred percent, Emily. I don't really have anything else. I really like tonight's topic. It was really free flowing. So kind of all over the place a little bit, but hopefully you guys got the core of the message. And I really enjoyed this episode. I'm inspired. I am too. I'm kind of like, okay, we got to get after it, Em. Absolutely. This was like a little fire under my booty. Yeah. After seeing what we made in 2019. Oh my God. And even like looking at, you know, just like this year's report, I'm like, okay, I have, I will hit my goal, but I want to do more. And how can I make the end of this year even better? So yeah. Yeah. All right. Stasi, thank you for your question. We really appreciate it. Obviously it got our wheels turning and inspired us. So thank you for your vulnerability. And as always, you guys, please reach out if you have questions, you all inspire us to keep going. Um, You challenge us with your questions and your creativity and all of that. So we would love to hear from you. Leave us a message on our voice memo. You can find that on our Instagram in the link tree or send us a message that way or email us. Uh, We would love to hear from you and chat about anything that you would like to talk about. I love it. Thanks, Emily. Have a nice rest of your night. I'm going to chill and probably go to bed by 9 30 which gonna, is like an hour <laughs> i am gonna watch the golden bachelor i am obsessed Ooh. okay i want to i actually might please let me day. just let me just vouch for this show for a second i <laughs> like obviously i liked the bachelor for most of my life and then after matt james season i was just done i was like this is stupid i'm over it i hated it i'm like this is a waste of my time then i saw the golden bachelor and i said that looks weird i don't want to watch it but then curiosity got a hold of me and I watched it. And when I tell you that I have a deep love for this man and for this show, I mean it. Oh my word. Precious. Everyone needs to watch it. Feel inspired. These women are like amazing. And that's my soapbox. Okay. All right. We're never so too go- old to find love. There you go. There's your inspo, everybody. <laughs> there we go. Hey, it's Mel here. Did you like today's episode? I hope you did. And if you did, if you could take the time to leave us a review via our podcast, that would be amazing. There is a section below um, after you've listened to the show that you can rank our show and you can also write us a message of what you thought of the show. That would be great because the more reviews we get, It allows other people to find us more easily on this platform. And we want to keep creating content for you. And in order to do so, we need the love and support. So if you can take the time today to leave us a review, we would appreciate it. And we hope to hear from you.